Inside Westminster, Chapter 191, Loose Ends. Hello, my darling diminishing bear, Mandy crooned down the phone after she'd got Hector to sleep that evening and was able to flop in an armchair with a much-deserved glass of wine. Yep, replied Potty laughing. I resisted cream buns today. How good is that? Oh, what's the celebration? asked Mandy. Just the appointment of another excellent Aussie to face down that bloody Brussels team, he replied. Good, she said, as you're going to need as many hard-nosed, couldn't give a toss what people think, folks, on our side as you can muster. I know, Potty continued, there's going to be blood on the carpet before the month's out. Well, as long as it's not ours, said Mandy, quaffing her delicious wine. And well done you. Haven't you tightened your belt by another notch? Yes, and I'm feeling much better, though I've still got this long Covid cough, Potty confessed. Well, I'm sure that'll get better. It'll just take a bit of time. Anyway, Hector is a darling, but you know that anyway, Mandy cooed down the phone. He's sitting up now and is really looking at everything. Are your ma and pa there? Potty asked. Yes, they got here yesterday, so I'm being really spoiled, Mandy replied. Good, Potty said distractedly as a message had pinged up on his work phone. Look, gotta go, something's cropped up. Speak soon, he said. Fortunately, Mandy hadn't asked her bear who the message was from or what had cropped up as she'd been, she should have been equally mad and unsettled. The short text was from one of Potty's old flames, who was in the process of reigniting the easily combustible bits of Potty's personality and anatomy, his ego and his sexual prowess, and read, Your place or mine for re-entry. Innocent looking enough, until you realised that, that at the same time as being entranced by Scarlet's pole dancing antics, Potty was having a fling with a gorgeously long-limbed, curvaceous colleague, tantalisingly called Delilah Stropper. He'd found her charms irresistible, so being weak-willed, he hadn't resisted and had given way to her powerful persuasions. Had Mandy known, she would have been awestruck by her bear's appetites, as at, the as at that time, when all the papers were concerned about was scarlet heavens, Potty was busily stuffing another peach, plus herself. How did he do it? He certainly had the ability to run a stable of beauties, just as she at the height of her sexual profligacy, had had the ability to juggle a handful of studs. Mandy, however, had been tamed by motherhood, and she balked at the thought of her ten-year stint of promiscuity, but Potty, well, she had realised early on in their relationship, was a person who had to be accepted for what he was, warts and all. But this latest affair, the one she didn't know about, would prove to be her biggest challenge to date, as... Unlike Scarlet, who clearly wore all her talents out front, this one had hidden darker secrets, ones which would prove to be powerfully hypnotic to the newly re-energised Potty. But more of that later. Mandy turned her phone off, not wanting to be disturbed by anyone, particularly her demanding sister, and sank back, letting the feeling of wine-induced headiness wash over her. Bliss, is what she thought, knowing that one of the Chequers' staff would attend to Hector if he woke, and Angie, her mother, was cooking dinner. Funny, she thought, how I'm so contented with such simple pleasures. Times change and we change with them, I suppose. Another message pinged on Potty's phone, this time from his long-time buddy and funder, Aidan Beer, 
shandy to friends and colleagues. Millionaire businessman who'd had the gumption to fund the party Dump EU, which had really got the campaign to leave the EU started. Potty took the opportunity to phone back Shandy, who answered immediately. Hi, old chum, chorted Chortled Potty. How on earth are you? It's been ages since we've communicated. Yes to all of that, said Shandy, not being one to waste too much time on small talk. Look, I'll cut to the chase. I'm pursuing that celebrity dickhead, Christmas Snow, you know, from Celebrity Knockers. Well, he owes me over a million for covering the collapse of one of his businesses. And now he's disappeared off the radar into that backwater country called Australia. Well, funny you should say that, but we're going to start turning the screw on the EU by using the XPM of said country, so expect sparks to start flying, Potty said. Well, you'll know they're taking you seriously when member nations start contacting you behind the backs of that high and mighty Brussels Brexit delegation, counselled Shandy. Which is exactly what had been happening. First to break ranks had been the Netherlands, followed by Denmark both basically saying that the Brussels lot didn't represent their views, that they understood why the Brits wanted out and that all they wanted was a fair deal over fishing rights. Shandy continued, Well, what can you do for me? You owe me, you know. Yes, yes, blustered Potty, who hated feeling under anyone's obligation. I'll see what I can find out and let you know. Thanks, mate, said Shandy, adding, I'll be hearing from you then. The next day... Shrove bounced into the new Downing Street setup, crowing, Now we're cooking on gas. Shame we had to propose a bill which would basically throw the Good Friday peace agreement under a bus to get them moving, he said, turning to Ben, who was fiddling with his latest toy, a handheld laser beam via which he could direct audiences' attention as he droned through his daily Brexit slash Covid update. But that's politics for you, laughed Ben, adding, and if you can't take the heat, you really should leave the kitchen and find another profession. Well, Shrove replied, I can't wait till that pair from Norn Arn work out what the implications are for them. Then sparks are really going to fly.